Welcome to Kartini's Story Readings. It's taken from my book titled A Book of Mermaids by Ruth Manning Sanders, illustrated by Robin Jacques, Methuen and Company Limited, London. First published 1967 in Great Britain by Ebenezer Bayliss and Son Limited, the Trinity Press, Worcester, and London. The Kingdom of Ocean from India. There was a ship and it went sailing across the ocean. But in the midst of the ocean, a storm rose up and beat upon the ship and broke its stem and stern. The ship went down and all the crew were drowned except one young sailor who caught at a floating plank and so managed to keep his head above water. The waves drove the plank on and on and washed it up at last on a small island. The sailor wrung the water out of his clothes and rested a while. Then he set out to see if he could find any food on the island. He found many trees and shrubs which dazzled him with their beauty, but when he sought to pluck the fruits that hung from them, he found that they were not fruits at all, but sparkling jewels. Heaven help me, he cried. What use are these gems to a starving man? But he gathered a handful and put them in his pocket. He wandered about the island until sunset, and then he came to a well, and beside the well grew an apple tree. But were those rosy apples really fruits, or were they jewels? He scarcely dared to reach up his hand and pluck one, but hunger raged in him, and he felt that if he couldn't eat, he would die. Good luck! They were real apples, and he ate till he was full. Then he felt thirsty, stooped over the well, and cupped his hands to drink. And looking down into the well, what did he see? He saw the most beautiful face in the world gazing up at him from the bottom of it. It was a mermaid's face, and there she was, coiled up on her silvery tail and beckoning to him. He didn't stop to drink, he didn't stop to think. He took a dive and down he went. Welcome to the kingdom of ocean, said the mermaid. And she took him by the hand and showed him all the wonders of that kingdom. And the richest dream that ever anyone dreamed was not to be compared to the wonders she showed him. Golden palaces, sparkling streams, rainbow bridges, green meadows where white sea horses browsed, radiant gardens lit up by flowers that smiled and nodded to him, forests of crystal where brilliantly colored fishes darted and sang among the branches, caves filled up with diamonds, caves filled up with pearls, caves of rubies, of emeralds, of sapphires, treasure houses of gold and silver, the wealth of that kingdom was beyond all wealth on earth. I am queen of this kingdom, said the mermaid. Would you like to be king? Would he? Would he not? So the mermaid called her subjects together and they brought a diamond crown and set it on his head. They wrapped him in a golden cloak and put silver shoes on his feet and made him their king. For a long time, the sailor king lived with his mermaid queen in great contentment. Whatever he wanted, he had only to wish for. And wherever he wanted to go, he could go in an instant, for the golden cloak spread out like wings and carried him whither he would. Is it a happy life you have with me, said the mermaid. It is a very happy life, my queen, but tell me one thing. I will tell you anything, said she. In our palace, said he, there is a hall of pillars. 
and between two of the pillars there hangs a veil. What is behind that veil? Ah, better you had not asked me, said she, but if you must know, you must. So they went together into the hall of pillars, and at the end of the hall there was a veil hung between one pillar and another pillar. On the veil there were pictures. The whole world was pictured on that veil, and the pictures moved and changed. Forests grew up and faded again, cities rose and fell, new cities arose, ships came and went, rivers flowed and dried up, new rivers flowed, birds sang and were silent, the sun blazed, clouds gathered, snow fell, night came, and dawn again. Look on all this, said the mermaid. Is it not enough? No, it is not enough, said the sailor. Let me see what is behind it. The mermaid drew the veil aside, and there, high on a pedestal, stood the statue of a little warrior, clad in armor from head to foot. The sailor put out his hand to touch the statue, but the mermaid cried, No, no, to touch is forbidden. And she drew the veil again in front of the statue, and led the sailor out of the hall of pillars, and said, You must promise me that you will never touch that statue. What would happen if I did? he asked. I cannot tell you. I don't know, she answered. But he thought she did know, and he wanted to know also. He couldn't get the thought of that little statue out of his mind. He thought about it. He dreamed about it. He went back into the hall of pillars. He drew aside the veil and gazed and gazed at the statue. Why shouldn't I touch it? he said to himself. It is only a little image. What harm can a little image do to me, or to anyone? And often he lifted his hand to the little statue, and always he drew his hand back again. But he became dissatisfied. The wonderful world he was living in didn't please him anymore. The mermaid, with her great love for him, seemed to him silly. His subjects irritated him. Am I a king, and may I not have my own way? he thought. Am I to bow to the will of a mermaid wife? After all, I promised her nothing. I must and will touch that little image, let happen what may. So he went into the hall of pillars and drew aside the veil yet once again, and put out his hand to the image and touched one little foot. And the little foot darted forward and gave him a kick, a tremendous kick that sent him flying. Up through the roof of the palace he was hurled, and over the sparkling streams and the rainbow bridges, over the meadows and the gardens and the crystal forests, up, up and away from the kingdoms of ocean, up through the waters of the well, and across the island and over the seas where he had been wrecked, on and on, and still he went hurling on till he came down, flump, on the shore of his native country. And on the shore of his native country he sat and gaped like one who had lost his wits. What to do now? It was no good trying to go back to the kingdom of Ocean. He didn't know the way there. And even had he known the way, it was too far off. So he got up and tramped across country till he came to the village where he was born. His father and mother rejoiced to see him, for they had believed him drowned. They supposed that now he would be going to join another ship. Join another ship? Not he. He had had enough of the ocean forever and a day. Then how would he live?
Well, he still had in his pocket the jewels he had plucked from the trees on the island. So he sold them and bought a little farm. And by and by he fell in love with a girl in the village. He told her all about the mermaid, but she didn't seem to think that a thing with a tail mattered one way or the other. So they got married. Sometimes the sailor remembered the time when he had been a king and then he would think rather longingly of his queen under the ocean. But he thought of her less and less as the years passed, and he lived happily enough with his new wife. But whether his mermaid queen still thought of him, or whether she didn't, who can tell? <laughs>